So and you should put yeah, in that I have date night tonight, and that's why I'm, you know, that's why I'm leaving early. Um, so you right. should put in that Dan and I have date night every Friday. We always record this, and then what's, that's a bad what's your, date night. What's your um, date night plans? Can we steal them? This show is a series of conversations amongst really good friends. We come from different generations and have different life situations. And those situations are even changing as we record this. We decided when we began that this might be a helpful conversation for others to be a part of. So we offer this to you as a gift. In the words of Dr. Adrian Keene, we have decided to consent to learn in public with you. We intend to be mindful, authentic, and responsible with our words. But we also expect to mess up and learn through this conversation. Take a look at America today. I wish I could give you better news. That I am suspending my campaign. 300 delegates behind Vice President Biden. And all those little girls. We're going to have to wait four more years. And the path toward victory is virtually impossible. For some of these other candidates to get behind Joe Biden. I'm looking forward to getting started as soon as we can. Hello. My name is Ari. Um, I like he, him, and they, them pronouns. Uh, I sort of like when people alternate between those. So try doing that, please. I know this changes every time I do an intro, but you know what? We're figuring things out and y'all are just, you have, now you have to keep listening. If you're listening to the episode, you have to keep listening so that you know what my pronouns are that, that week. Um, yeah, I'm an artist. I'm a student. I start college. Um, on Thursday, uh, a week from a week from yesterday, so that's going to be really exciting. I'm Dan Giles. I prefer he, him, his pronouns. I am a physicist, finishing up my PhD on trying to find weird stuff in space. I own a cat with Adinovsky. I also own a bearded dragon and two turtles, and my Bocasta fish just died because Hona ate her to death. Um, very sad. Ate her? Nuh-uh. Well, no, no, no. She died of old age. Uh, she also had many bite marks. Nope. No, that was post-death. No. Incorrect. All of her fins were incomplete. Um, anyway. Those Placosta fish were always doomed to death. We knew this from the beginning. Still sad. Um, oh, and we also have, we have two, fi two frogs. Those are mostly Addies. Because they live Mulder. in, they're so cute. They live in Addie's office. They live in my office usually, but they, like at the church, but then they are at my house right now. I eat a lot of pasta because Addie is visiting her mom right now. So I just have pasta for every meal because that's my favorite meal. It's easy. Not because you don't so cook. Good. You usually cook. Well, oh, so the pasta sauce, I'm picking fresh tomatoes oh, yeah, from you're the garden great, of the church, amazing things, and yeah. all of the ingredients are fresh ingredients. Sometimes I even mm -hmm. make pasta fresh. My name is Addie. I use pronouns like she and her. I'm currently in Oil City, Pennsylvania, where the Rockefellers took all the oil from <laughs> the ground, built a fortune, and eventually went to build University of Chicago. Um, I... <laughs> Um, with my mom and this week I have been I took vacation and I went to Pennsylvania to visit my elderly mother <laughs> um, and uh, I was very nervous about that but I'm staying 14 days and making sure that she doesn't get sick and I think it's very healthy and healing 
and Dan's trying to show me the cat, which is far, who is far away. And, oh, breaking news, breaking news! I'm gonna bring one of my mom's dogs back to California, Julia. A dog? He's, yes, he's so little and old. He's just like an old, it's like end of life care because he like can't walk up the steps and it's hard for my mom to take care of two dogs and a cat and this huge house that she lives in. And so I'm taking Oliver, the old, old dog, back because he's, like, this big. And he, he's honestly, like, big, almost as the same size as Vince. And he's the only dog that Vincent doesn't hate. I'm Julia. I use she, her, hers pronouns. I'm 18 years old, and I do not want to turn 19. Um... Why? It's a prime. It's a prime number. I don't know. Oh. Eighteen was cool because it was like I was like young enough to like be a teen, like be in high school, and then now I'm like just nineteen. Um, I don't know. Eighteen felt good. Um, and I am um working in a school next week virtually, which is great. Um, and I live on Council for Three Fires territory it's actually that's the thing is you never really know what to say about Chicago because it's some place where the waters meet and so there's a lot of different people who have um used this place um and visited it and um I am like not I used to dance all the time and now I don't as much really at all and so well no I like I do a little bit but, like, um, so now I have, like, this real, like, oh, I work during the week, and then I have a weekend thing going. And so I've been having a really good Friday after work today. So that's great. I feel like it would be fun to do a listener Q&A episode if we have... We can do that on Anchor. We can. We can have people send us messages if we want. I feel like that'd be great. I would love to do a listener Q&A. Okay, let's do it. Listeners... We're going to post a link to our Anchor profile in the show notes. There's sort of two groups of people that I'm concerned about hearing it. I know that there's, I mean, like, obviously there's multiple reasons why I'd be concerned if my family were to hear this podcast. Um, But one of them is that, like, I don't know, my, my mom in particular, who's very, like, always vote for every... Like, from, I did actually go through her Facebook, like, today, I was like, I need to back up my thing about how my mother has not criticized Joe Biden or Kamala Harris in literal months, and I went back, and it's true. Like, But she did uh, criticize them has beforehand? Not, I haven't been able to find okay. an instance of her criticizing so it has them yet. it has been at least several months, but It's been at least multiple months since that's happened. Never. Probably a lot longer. But, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, but then also... And so I feel like that's one end of people that are like gonna be really upset with me for even considering not voting. Um, mm-hmm. And then I also think I have a group like of of you know f- fellow activists and, and people that are very staunchly like anti-voting in presidential elections, and they are people that I really respect and trust. Um, mm-hmm. And I who's I don't know I hope that I'm sort of able to carry some of their ideas here when i explain my Mm -hmm. like reluctance but also i get i don't know i i I get worried that they're gonna hear it and hear my sort of like i don't know struggling with like what i've grown up with when i'm hearing from them and that they're gonna be like oh like ari's not 
like Ari's not a real leftist or like Ari's not like I don't are you know, not allowed to learn something or not allowed to think yeah that seems things? like a really that's a, back to that purity thing that I think really isn't that that would be surprising to me if that was one of your values that you're not allowed to learn and reflect on I think my context. values are that I'm I, I'm I'm not like I'm glad this is going out there because I think my values are to learn we've talked about learning in public I think I've already learned on this podcast I but it also feels a little bit embarrassing to learn in public yeah yeah you're telling me you of know, course. and so I For guess sure. I'm, and I, and, and I am worried that, I don't know, that, that, that's going to, that instead of people taking like, I don't know, then, then instead of that being a thing that people are like, actually not, not that I'm like, I need everyone to be like, I'm proud of you or something, but that people are going to be like, oh, what an idiot or something like that instead of, <laughs> in, but and not yeah, contextualize that's so it in real. that way. That's so real though, because that is the reaction of people. Like people will be like, oh, you disagree with me. So you are dumb. So, of course, what you're saying is very real because people don't have 12-hour-long conversations about this stuff with each other, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know anyone who's ever talked about one single election as much as we have together. We're taking it so seriously, and I think that's really, really responsible. And we're doing it with each other in community as a collective. And so, of course, most people are going to be like, uh, I didn't do that. I already have my opinion and you either align with my opinion or you don't. So you're either good or you're bad. <laughs> I think that's real. There's a, there's a thought that I have to connect to, to like scientific research, which is like oftentimes viewed in a very negative light. And I oftentimes view it in a negative light. It's called publisher perish. It's the mindset of you have to put your ideas out there. You have to get them like published, put them out there. Like, if you don't do that, then as a researcher, then you don't have any platform, you don't um, gain any status, stature, stuff like that. And that's usually very negative. Like, the idea is it's a very toxic work environment. But there's the flip side of it, Mm -hmm. where if you don't publish, if you don't, like, publish the things that you have now, if you're waiting for perfection, then you're simply never going to get your ideas out there. You're never going to be able to develop as a researcher. You're never going to be able to like validate and get feedback. Um, and that's a similar thing to um, perfection is the enemy of good enough, um, mm. which is just the idea of if you don't do something, um, if it's, if it's like good enough at the time, which I'm not, directly talking about this election but just in general um if you don't do something that's good enough for the time being and you're trying to wait for perfection and perfect whatever plan it is you have then you might never do anything and like you have therefore like done worse by doing nothing instead of doing the thing that was good enough yeah i guess i wasn't really nervous about this until like this week because because I'm, my impact in general on the world is getting bigger. I have more, I have more responsibilities. I'm about to like be like a person working in a school. Um, that's gonna be a lot of responsibility to, to have an impact, whether it's negative or positive. I'm in activist spaces where I can um, do harm. And someone recently called me out, and like, I've just been like, that's that's something that. I have to figure out how to um, take constructively Mm -hmm. and so like I've kind of started to realize that like for the rest of my life like the things that I do 
are going to have more of an impact than they had before because I like have more responsibility and I have more power and some of the power that I've always had I'm just starting to acknowledge um Mm -hmm. so I just I don't yeah I don't want like especially I don't like people of color listen to this and they're like what like this is like what you can't talk theoretically about like my life and like you know things like that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I just mm -hmm. don't want to cause any harm and like because I know that if I heard someone say something that's like in relationship to a belief that I have that could where I'm saying something and someone else has a belief that has the same relationship to my belief Mm -hmm. where I would feel like not good about it so now I'm like really hoping that this is constructive and helpful and um, people are say something if it's not but that's also like asking something of people it's not like I'm not entitled to feedback yeah, yeah. I don't know I had a I had a, oof, I had a weird conversation with this person on my snapchat this morning they've been posting these things that are like they made it a TikTok, so I don't feel that bad talking about it. Where they were like things that leftist Twitter would cancel me for. Oh, yeah, I saw you. That too. Oh, you know this. Okay, cool. Um, and it's like a bunch of things, and I, I feel like this person is definitely like has grown in the time that I've known them, and so I'm not, I'm not, I don't really believe in canceling people. I don't also really think that's a thing that exists, but like, <laughs> that... certainly not for people in power. Yeah. Yeah, it's got, no, I don't think canceling people exists. Um, but uh, I I was trying to talk to them because some of the things were like, I'm pro, I'm anti-cop, but pro-law enforcement. Where I'm like, oh, we talked about that yesterday. What? I, t- I talked to them about that yesterday. What? Oh, you did? I did not. I chose, I think I'm the things that I chose to talk about. Well, I didn't want to swipe up on that post because I think they were just trying to get stuff out and like, I didn't really I swiped up on one today about But I swiped up on the one yesterday about that and we talked about it and they were like, like it was, I think it was a pretty good conversation. Today we talked about, we talked about one, how they said a thing that was like, most conservatives are actually liberal if you talk to them. And I was like, I think you have this the other way around where most liberals (laughs) are actually conservative and that's where this person yeah. is like they're just so yes, afraid of the word that. like marxism or leftism and i was like i i think you're the same way around and then they were like well i think it's because just most people most liberals aren't educated on like marxist like economics and things like that and i was like i don't know that that's actually what's going on and also i think <laughs> like like i agree with your thing that like conservatives and liberals are closer than you think but i think you're approaching it in the wrong direction um, and then we also talked to, they were yeah. like, I believe in prisons and the death penalty. And I was like, let's talk. And they were like, well, how's therapy going to stop someone from embezzling? And I was like, hey, so most people that like embezzle and like commit those sorts of crimes, like don't actually go to prison in the first place. So like, let's talk about how the thing that you're, that you're talking about doesn't actually like have the desired effect. Hmm. Um, it was just interesting okay, because so like, I just I, I just shared I with my family like I well I guess I asked my family why they were so concerned about riots like it I wondered if it was like about economic impact because the the highest estimates I've seen for like economic impact for riots this year are like two billion dollars and that's record breaking. Um, that and the, Regardless, the annual like wage theft from minimum wage workers is 16 billion dollars annual that's not record-breaking that's average 
Um, right. In a year, again, right. also, as opposed to riding over the course of whatever, like, like five yeah. months. And, and right, one right, of those right. things is criminal, and, and, and one of those things is not criminal. Insurance. Right, 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 right. Correct. And most of the property damage, a lot of it, uh, will be covered by insurance, mm-hmm. and, and people will not be negatively Whereas economically affected. wage theft from like minimum wage level. workers affects the most yep, marginalized yep, yep. communities in the country. Yeah. Yes, and what was the response, Dan? Nothing. Two people there liked it. Yeah. What? Gotta love a cosign on a group family text. For no particular reason, I was looking through Facebook the other day as a Generation Z person <laughs> typically does. A 50-year-old woman. A 50-year-old white cisgender woman. Um, she posts this tweet that I'm going to read. It says, why is the chosen one always a teenager? We're really going to put the fate of the universe on someone with an underdeveloped prefrontal cortex. Give me a story uh, with a chosen one who is a 42-year-old mom that has already <laughs> seen some shit and is totally out of fucks to give. I texted that to my friend the other day. I think it's really funny. I think it's I like... funny. I think it's awful. <laughs> I saw that sometime recently. and I really wanted to sit. I really wanted to comment, though, and be like, Hey, so between you and your 18-year-old son, which one has been going to the protests? Which per- which of those groups is more likely fed up and going to do That's something? That's why you've been going to all the protests, right? That's why you've been... <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. But it was just, I really wanted to say something because, I, like, I understand, like, I think if it had been a thing of... I feel really frustrated when it feels like revolutions are only led by young people and once you're like 30 you're done like i don't know i could have like maybe empathized that more but i hate the thing when people talk about like an underdeveloped prefrontal cortex because you know what 18 year olds make stupid decisions and 80 year olds make stupid decisions people yeah, yeah, yeah. like ha- honestly the prefrontal yeah. cortex thing people bring that up a lot but i have not seen like what? that's weird age i work with young really... people and i would never say oh. that my parents just, like just because you're set in your ways with driving with driving and sex they were always like you can't make these decisions just because your, you're your set in your ways just because your brain is like set and not malleable doesn't mean that it's set in a way that is good for the entire world i was gonna say mm-hmm. there's like yeah people make fucked up decisions at every stage of their life yeah, like yeah. you don't age out of that so i really hate when people bring that up but also i was again like saying this as someone who is not doing any kind of revolution <laughs> and who has a child who is like actively trying to be a part of that. I was like, you really, you know, I'm on here, right? You know, I see that. <laughs> I can see the things you post. Oh, anyway, uh, had to, had to, I screenshotted it because I had to get it out. Like I had to talk about it with you. <laughs> I was really upset. Well, but I think like from the, I don't know. I didn't see it that way at all, that post. I saw it as, like, literally just being about how, like, all of these books are always teenagers saving the world. Yeah, I didn't like, think it was about... It is kind of annoying. I, I thought it was it about, political. like, Harry Potter or, yeah. like, oh. you know, Artem- but I like your Artemis Fowl or, like, uh, you know, no, but I mean, yeah, I wasn't reading it as... All, of that, it like all of that is, kid. but, like, the point of it being a teenager is that, like, it's the adults who messed everything up and aren't going to change it. Yes. Like, that's the point Which is, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, why yeah. it's yeah. always she a teenager. She also posted an article that was, like, this thing shows that within the next hundred years, women will, like, overtake U.S. politics. And I really want to be like, listen, at the rate we're going, I don't think we've got another hundred years. The U.S. Because, is going to be like, a country. 
Well, or even I just like I keep I keep having like weird night like kind of like not full panic attacks, but I keep having these weird anxiety attacks about the climate crisis at random points, which is like kind of weird because it's like absolutely not a thing that I personally can control. But like I keep just having this thing that's like if we don't fix this in ten years, we're all gonna die. And I'm gonna yeah. die, and everyone I yeah. know and love is gonna die. And like, it's very like it is like I I'm sort of doing saying almost a little bit lightheartedly now, but it is actually scary. No, that's and, legitimately yeah, and terrifying, course, and it's it's a very real. legitimate thing. Yeah, and we're just like, we've just been around longer, so I like laughed at that when you said that because I'm like, ha ha, yes, we are going to die because it's, it's just hard like, to, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> I think it's also maybe easier to feel like I think it's it's maybe scarier if you are 18 and having that in 10 years thing, because I look at you, right, and I'm like, okay, so if this isn't fixed by the time I'm Addie's age, mm-hmm. we're all going to die, right? And yeah. so then I look at people that are like my grandparents, and I'm like, I don't know if I'm ever going to live to that age. And yeah, it's that like, is the worst. Like, and so it's so... this idea that, like, my lifespan that's sort of been hyped up for me is like, oh, you're right, going right, to live right, X right. long, mm-hmm. like, that that's going to be somehow cut short in a way that yeah. I think the older you are, you feel like you you maybe are are getting more of that like that that time you've been promised. Yeah. Not to well, that is already happening to people. Yeah. Not to throw an entire generation under the bus, but like boomers have been in charge since the time Addie and I were born, and we have been hearing this message like if we don't address this in X number of years, mm-hmm. then we're not going to we're we're going to go over the cliff and we're not going to be able to come back from it. And then we went over one cliff, and then we're like, okay, there's another cliff in the future like if we don't address this and this is all like boomers being in charge and like um still saying like okay there's this other cliff if we go over that then we can't come back from there and then again and again and again and so like it's still wildly boomers in charge who are like oh we are at the precipice and we have to do this or else the world will end um we're not we're out of cliffs we are Mm -hmm. now in the ocean and like will be eaten by sharks i don't know where this metaphor goes but like I don't know. it is wild like Can somehow addy and i as millennials have like yeah please yeah i think what you're saying is like we relate a lot to what you are saying ari as millennials and it sucks that the generation after us has to relate to that um i so i have i've been i'm in pennsylvania and i've been spending the last week with my mom who is a boomer and my sister who is gen x and a tiny little human my niece who is two and probably not Gen Z, but something that we have not Gen labeled Alpha, yet. I think is maybe what yeah. the next one is called. Really? We'll see. I think it's not good to name generations while they're currently being formed. But so different people. Okay. And so, and also my sister was like giving me stuff cause I live really far away. I'll just like preface this by saying that Dan and I are not having a baby right now. I'm not pregnant. Um, but she brought me some like baby things in the event that we would want to. Then we had this big long conversation about like, is it ethical to have a child? Like, is a very, that's a very reasonable thing <laughs> to talk about. And I have always been super validated in my family as the youngest person. I was never, I was never told that thing that you were told Ari about prefrontal <laughs> cortex or whatever yeah. it's called. Like I, that, and that's super abnormal but I was always like 10 years younger than everybody I was around. I was like hanging out with a bunch of adults and everyone was super okay that I was there. And they were very validating and affirming of my contribution to the conversation and being there. So that's just a weird thing about my family. So I will just say that I had this great conversation with my mom and my sister about um, what it's like to feel like the world is falling apart. (laughs) And then also like continue to create in 
in the midst of that. And I feel like that's one of the biggest uh, things we see in resistance movements is when people continue to create out of nothing, you know? And so, like, I... So my mom was like, I mean, I grew up, she, so she was born in 1950. So she was in 1968. <laughs> she was 18, um, which was a wild year. And she was like, yeah, the whole world was coming apart. We didn't know if we would be like killed with atomic bombs. Like we, we just thought like everybody was killing everyone. All the good people were being shot and we thought the world was going to end. And People kept having babies and keep, people kept uh, like going to school and creating new things and people kept uh, deciding to move new places <laughs> and um, like start new things and plant plants and stuff and do all these creative things. And um, I don't know if that's naive, but I do think creating in the midst of destruction is a really good form of resistance. And I felt really good about that conversation. Most of the time, the only way that I can talk myself back from the edge when I'm having those moments of, like, we're all going to die is, like, you aren't going to die. Like, the reality is climate change and anything that's, like, like when mm. like when COVID happens, right, obviously some wealthy people die of COVID, some white people die of COVID. That's, like, that does affect some people, but most people who die of COVID are poor and black or indigenous, mm -hmm. right, or, or Latinx. And... Mm -hmm like that is awful and i don't want it to be that way um it also just is true that like for me as a white person right mm -hmm. i'm more likely to survive and mm -hmm. then like when i feel i feel like when the when the things start then it's a little bit less about i mean whiteness is definitely a part of it then it's much more about like living in the u.s in general um as in like poorer countries are gonna get the worst of it before and like are gonna people in those countries are gonna die before people in the u.s die um and like that's in some ways the only the only like thing that i can get to stop being like you personally already are going to perish is like remembering that because of the like because of the fucked up way that the world currently works like even something like climate change is probably not gonna is not gonna like obliterate everyone equally this is true and it's also wild to me, like, how our generation, Addie and I's generation, have gone through the different narratives of how this is going to affect people. Um, because yeah. when we were growing up, when we were your age, it was like, if we don't address climate change, like, this is going to affect things 200 years down the road. Like, this is not going to be something we can ever recover from. Like, hurricanes in 50 years are going to be worse. Um, and the narrative has become, hurricanes are worse now because we didn't do anything about it. Um, I interpreted it as a very personal responsibility, Dan. I was like, I thought people were like, if you don't do it, right, then right, yeah. we're going to die. And that's intentional. Oh, I, that's, I think, a yeah. very, that's a yeah. very intentional I, I definitely, And that still happens yeah. now. Like, do you mean that's what it was when we were younger? Or do you mean that's what it is No, I still now. think that happens now. When like, I was in college, people... I thought I was like, hey Westminster we gotta fix this like like I was like we I mean I still like think that action is important but I I'm just saying oh, like yeah. the narrative that was told to me was like this is your responsibility and you've got to do this because we screwed up yeah yeah so my message the message that I got was like this isn't going to be something that affects you or necessarily even your children. It was going to be something that affects like future generations. If you don't like understand the altruism that you have to like give up stuff now. 
Um, so yeah, I didn't get I don't get think I can relate to the... I can't relate as much to the, in, like, personal, like, oh, well, it's not going to affect you. And so you can... I get how that, like, makes you feel less anxious, but I don't that, really care if it affects No, me. that's not... I, I, I'm sorry. I feel like I need to, like, rephrase yeah. maybe. Like, that's... I don't mean that in the sense of, like, and then I feel better because I know that I'm going to be hit <laughs> no, last. Yeah, I didn't like, think... yeah. it, <laughs> yeah. it's sort of the combination of what, like, like I guess what, what I really mean is, like, when I, when I think about those systems, it's not about, like, oh, I, the white person, will be saved. Or, like, I, the person in the U.S., will be saved. I should, I don't know. I feel weird now that this is there because I realize now that what I totally said, like, absolutely sounded just like I'm okay with, like, eugenics, basically. But, like, that's not... <laughs> no, no. No, no, I but, think... What but I, I mean think is like that, the, like, po- the systems are much larger. Yeah. The point of term is because the systems are much larger than like anything that I as an individual am able to do, and that yeah. it does put not not that doesn't mean that I want to be passive, right? Because I do believe we need to like we want to take action, and I am trying to. But I also like it does help ease some of my guilt about like I'm not vegan, right? And like <laughs> it helps me oh, feel yeah. maybe like. I'm not a terrible person for not being vegan because that me personally being vegan is not, uh, or even mm-hmm. like if everyone in the world individual actions vegan, also would not solve. Focus on individual change. actions is a ploy by large corporations to place the yep. blame on people instead of themselves. And, and I, yes, I think is, there is value in, I think there is value in trying to consume less resources. For sure. Because it makes you, I think what it does is it makes you more mindful of the resources around you and of your consumption, which yeah. then will make you more critical of when yeah. corporations yes. are wasteful. Because and it like, also I wouldn't do that. Yeah, it also knowingly. So let's just say we all know that you can't solve climate change by taking shorter showers. Yes, we all agree this. Yes. I think that personal actions connect you to the larger narrative of how we get all of our things and how we we get rid of all of our things. And so being conscious of everything that goes on your body and in your body is meaningful for your understanding of how you relate to the world. And that's always going to be good. To bring this back to the conversation of, of politics though, like having that mindfulness, like even, even boycotting things like is, I think less effective than getting there to be like effective regulation and enforced regulation, like taking that mindfulness and boycotting could affect the bottom line of a company, but you have to get that collective action in place to financially impact a company enough to have them do it on their yeah. own. Whereas if you get a regulation passed by a federal government, then you can actually have a law which can financially impact them much more quickly, potentially. But that's also a different, it's, it's definitely up for debate, which is more effective I definitely think boycotts work faster than laws, Dan. You think if, if you get the collective action in order, but I, I think it depends. Like, how many boycotts are there that get that collective action together? And I, I don't, I don't have I numbers guess, on this. Yeah. This is just a feelings talk. Americans are also really bad at collective action. For a lot True. Of we don't do general strikes. I feel like that's the thing that we should do. <laughs> Isn't there a call for a general strike starting on the first? I don't know. If that's oh, is work. there? I didn't hear about that. I don't know. James sent me some some something on Snapchat. But that's the thing. There's a lot of like people are gonna <laughs> do it. I was. I sort of. I don't know. I almost feel like that's a similar thing. Of like, do your do, do, does your vote solve the problem? 
Oh, no. solve? No. <laughs> no. No, definitely it, not. Absolutely. Does it help? I'm not sure I uh, totally agree with that either. Um, it's, but, like, but maybe the act of participating but does the act connects of, like, you to the larger... Participating or researching or, you know, trying to, mm -hmm. mo like, mobilize resources, is that maybe something? I don't know. It is this question of mm -hmm. how much you can do and what actions have the most impact. That's definitely a question. Um, like, absolutely that's a question. I think that's the question like, I'm we're also, trying to like, answer. When people are like, oh, I'm, like, vegan for environmental reasons, I'm, like, does that actually do, like, is that even a drop in the bucket? No, not really, right? But also, if that makes you feel, like, more mindful of your own consumption and like mm -hmm. connected to like a cause that you care about and maybe like i don't know like like conscious of your role as a consumer in a larger system then like i'm not like i'm not going to tell anyone you're not allowed to be vegan or you're not allowed to be vegan for but like for whatever reasons you choose to be mm -hmm. you know i'm mostly about like you can be vegan for the reasons you want to be but don't shame other people or tell other people that they're it's evangelical like, vegans that are a problem that. yeah i think we lost our vegan audience at this point, I think. So. I think the thing that one of well, one of the things that's really difficult, I think, about living navigating like our society specifically, as opposed to like society is very very long ago when there was a bit more of a relationship between like the earth and plants and people, um, in in many societies. Like I guess basically before farming, things were just a little more private. Sure. Um, I mean, even even yeah, even with farming, it's like farming is very connected to nature. Endeavor. No, farming is super cool. It's just like I think that's when resources like got consolidated in a way that the power dynamics shifted. My 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 point, what I'm trying to say is that there's so many things about our society that in order to just like be in our society, basically, or like be even like a little bit like normal, I said with quotation marks for the listeners, um, you have to participate in exploitation of people and land and resources like that like you like yeah like i am vegetarian for environmental reasons and my family avoids shopping at stores that are not thrift shops because of like labor exploitation but we also like we, we eat some fair trade chocolate and then we eat some non-fair trade chocolate and like i know that there are children like that's the thing like we talk about raising awareness a lot Mm -hmm. I know that there are children who are enslaved who might be contributing to the chocolate that I'm eating mm -hmm. and I eat it mm -hmm. and like all of us do that and I like definitely judge people who like go to like Walmart and buy clothes because I'm like you're ex like people are being exploited like how could you do that how could you know that that's what's happening and you're doing that but like I mean I'm not saying anything revolutionary here but it is really frustrating that there is like really no like the system is set up so there is but you also have that second thought of like much no people who go to walmart oftentimes don't have a viable other option they can't spend the money yeah to go somewhere else right like uh the fact exactly. that it's cheap and the fact people, that people aren't yeah. paid enough to afford something else we know that these are all issues and that like individual choices like individual families shopping at walmart can't change the entire system and so i guess my personal opinion is that like government is better at um Im impacting industries um when you can force the government to make things illegal uh make force it to regulate in effective ways and that's a really hard thing to do 
but I, my personal opinion is that that works way better than personal choices. Um, not necessarily mm-hmm. better than group movements. You just yeah. need the momentum. Oof, for I had group so movement. many things. Yeah. R- so many things like r- rambling around my brain. Cause I totally get what you said, Joy, about like, you have the knowledge you sometimes don't listen to the knowledge. You sometimes judge other people for not having the knowledge. Like all of these things are so real about being a human that like we become so numb. We decide to opt into things we don't believe in. We uh, become so like puritanical (laughs) or like trying to be perfectionist that we judge other people, even though we know that like we know that it's part of a system that we can't get out of. Um, I feel very complex about all of that. And chocolate's such a good example. (laughs) I feel like maybe I'm trying to approach a lot of this stuff with maybe more compassion than I have been. Um, Of like, and like less, like less, less shame. Because I don't know, I was talking about whatever the last episode or whatever it was about how I feel really upset when people like, shame non-voters like or Mm -hmm. call non-voters apathetic across the board when i don't think that's true and Mm -hmm. um i feel like i'm mostly in a place now of trying to like trust that trust that most people in like my life and in are, are like doing not necessarily the best that they can but are doing like what they know how to do um and like are, most people don't actively make lots of unethical decisions if they can help it. Mm-hmm. Um, I say most people. Some people definitely do, but that like that doesn't mean you can't push people to do to do more. But I think also mm-hmm. like I don't know tr- trust that people are not like I don't know not 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 doing the worst that they can. I have faith that people are doing like the best that they can and like working to be the best people that they can be in almost every situation. And that we can also be incredibly overloaded very quickly. We can't hold eight numbers in our head. So that's why phone numbers are seven numbers. Right. Right. So right, 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 right. Yes. We, we get overloaded very quickly and very easily. And that's why like these things have to be like segmented very strongly like we can't know every single manufacturer that is exploiting child labor at all times like i don't go into a store and know every single high company and that's why these companies get away with things is because they make it so complicated to understand how like one brand is tied to every other brand it's it's why wage theft isn't criminal is because it's very abstract is because we can't hold it in our mind along with seven other things i think that we get very we get very overloaded with it and so while i believe that other that people are doing like everything they can it's very it's a lot easier to get overwhelmed with it and to forget about like trying to be active against the state or trying to be um, revolutionary when you have to pay for things when you have to pay rent when you don't have a guaranteed retirement when you don't know how you're going to feed your family. Um, And so you lose track of it very easily. Yes, Addie. I think uh, (laughs) I 
love that because this is coming from a group who like for sure is like don't buy Sabra hummus. Like don't like I just emailed Dan. I was like Pillsbury's on the boycott list now. We're not getting Pillsbury anymore. Like so this is coming from a group that like that does try to get fair trade, that does understand um, businesses we want to opt out of, that does believe that divestment is an important measure. And it's one of the characteristics of white supremacy to be either or, to be like, either we shop perfectly or we don't. (laughs) But I like that this group is saying like, we have these values, we try to use our money in a certain way, we try to be conscious and we try to remember that consciousness um, and we try to live into that and we're tired and it's exhausting and the system is made to exhaust us and the system uh, will exhaust us and that is both and that's both something that we recognize and something that will continue to happen in our lives even as we commit to resisting it together we can hold the tension of what it's like to mess up and to try and live like authentically with our values yes mm-hmm yeah, I think I've just been thinking a lot about like impact of actions lately. Mm-hmm. Just like oh, so splash much. zones and splash zones, and I think that the thing is like the the like impact of like you giving your money to a company that's exploiting people, like that's really terrible. But then like the impact of you not doing that, unless it's collective, also won't like that won't actually really matter. So that's like. It's frustrating because it's like it's the same thing of like um, when I was like a little kid, I was like really proud that my family had not directly owned slaves. It was like you know it wasn't my fault, it wasn't their mm-hmm. fault either. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. felt a sort of superiority around. Yeah, that. yes, that's a trap and, for white people. Yes. Oh yeah, and like now I'm like oh like everyone was like participating in that system and like buying cotton from the south for their clothes and like all of that was connected and like also Wisconsin was cleared of people for my ancestors to settle and Australia was mm-hmm. there was genocides there so my ancestors could go there like mm-hmm. so like acknowledging now that like they were doing that um, mm-hmm. they're part of it too like it's the same for us but it's just like I don't know um, yeah, purity like, won't save I, I, you or to, anyone else. Yeah, I'm always trying to weigh, like, I guess I need to start. I'm, all, I'm always, I think I'm hyper aware right now. No, that's, I'm not going to say that. I am not aware enough. I am more aware than I used to be of, like, the harm that my decisions can cause. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess, like, in this conversation, trying to remember that, like, doing something differently might not actually really have a positive impact anyway um if i'm just doing it myself yes but how does how does it become a collective if you don't do it yeah it's nine o'clock how does it here's our final word how does it become a collective if if you wait until everybody else does it's just like the publish or perish thing you have to start it and i mean that's when i when i talk about like i don't know like if we all voted for a different for like a not if we all like, if everyone voted Green Party and everyone just was like, "Fuck it, yeah. vote Green Party," yep. then the yes. Green Party would get federal funding and like, then yes. like you yes. know, it, and I do. So I think when people are like, "Well, not every," I don't know. Even at the beginning, we were talking about not enough. Like, if not everyone doesn't vote, it doesn't mean anything. Like, I don't know. You kind of 
like people still buy Sabra hummus, people still buy Pillsbury biscuits, mm. whatever. That doesn't mean that I'm going to do those things just because everyone else is, because someone has to start that. And also, like yes. seeing that other people aren't doing it makes me not want to do it too. Like, I mean, I think yes. I learned about Pillsbury from you, Addy, right? And like, do you like? I don't know. I'm sure I've fucked up and bought things on the BDS list for like yeah, of course, probably several times since then but, because yeah. the list is a mile yeah. long. But like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's. You know, which I don't say it's an excuse, but just like like when when you inform me when someone isn't is 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 mm-hmm. actively di- trying to disengage or in, engage in a separate practice or disengage from the harmful one that makes other people mm-hmm. want to do it. I think mm-hmm. it's okay to do something even if no one else is doing it. I think it's okay to like oh vote differently yeah. or not vote even if no one else is doing that. Yeah. Or to vote if no one yep. else is doing that. Like you you can you can start the start the thing. I guess my my thing is, like, I'm kind of coming from the other side of that, where I'm, like, coming out of, like, this sense of, like, I guess moral purity around, like, the fact that, like, I used to complain so much that my mom never bought me clothes from the store, but now I'm like, oh, like, I would, I don't want to go to the store, like, that's exploitative, or, like, it's, it's too expensive, honestly, it's way more expensive, and, like, I think I'm coming from the other side of it, kind of, where I'm, like, my actions matter so much, like I like am like actively like harming people like how do I like what do I do I don't other people around me I don't see them doing that and so Mm -hmm. like kind of coming from the other side and being like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um I need to stop like uh worrying so much about I guess like not think that I matter so much or like my impact is so great and like I have to take the the that the world is about what I do. It's really about what we do. And that doesn't mean that I won't do anything unless other people are doing it. But that means that um, maybe my energy shouldn't be so much on my own moral purity and be more on uh, engaging with the communities, being engaged with communities that are working on something because that's just way more powerful. We're, we're all feeling pretty kind of like uh, low about like how much impact we can have as individuals, but remember that Jeff Bezos could end world hunger twenty times over anytime he wanted to, but does not. So even if you're bad, the moral gradient of like you may be like you may have bought Pillsbury biscuits this morning, but you didn't decide <laughs> to not end world hunger every day. Ew, <laughs> There's a moral yuck. gradient. He could end world Ew. hunger anytime, anytime, anytime he wanted to. He's literally choosing not to. Best tweet of last week was, I hope you're not buying all your anti-racism books on Amazon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. And that's another thing. My family doesn't use Amazon. You know, like, when it's just... When... But then, I bought a book on Amazon because my friend my friend published an anthology, and the only place to get it was on Amazon. Yeah, was like... Monopoly. Um, okay, well, one time Dan was... We were in a planetarium, and Dan was like... My mom and I were, like, sobbing, because we are like, we don't anything there is no god we're so small and dan was like you know what um we are really small and we don't mean anything but we do matter to like all the people in the world that we've ever met i can't it was more it was better Something than that like but that. like our mat our actions our personal actions your personal actions really matter to me three people that i'm looking at right now like you really matter and the decisions you make affect the decisions i make like, if I tell you not to get Sabra hummus and you don't get it, that's that's a domino effect. And that's because we love each other and we trust each other and we're in relationship with each other. So in the grand scheme, we don't matter. But because we're in relationship with each other, we really, really do. And that's 
the benediction We are very, very today. small. I like that. And we affect <laughs> every single person in the universe that we know. This podcast is recorded on Ohlone and Potawatomi in Miami and Peoria land. Our producer is Sonia Berg. Want to support them? Look in the episode description to buy them a cup of coffee. Our logo is made by Julia's sister, Sophia. She is 12 and a Democrat who doesn't agree with everything the Democrats stand for. Our theme song is by some TikTok users that I cannot pronounce, but they will be listed in our episode description.